Okay, everyone, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started today. Uh, thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for our fourth Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference Call for 2016. These calls are provided as to Congress representatives, government officials, and the media. I am Michael Coffey, and I will be moderating today's call. As a reminder, we are offering the presentation materials via webinar at www.webmeeting.at.com. These calls are recorded and based on the defense video and imagery distribution system at www.dividhub.net slash unit slash Omaha USACE. Your participation acknowledges your to be recorded. For all lines need to be placed on mute during this call, uh, and the way you do that is to press star six, so I'd appreciate if you do that now. At the end, if you need to ask a question or if you'd like to ask a question, you just start to come off of mute. Um, just be aware that the star six doesn't always at, uh, work on all phones, so um, if you can use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call, I'd really appreciate it. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in this presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. The agenda for today's call will be as follows. Dr. Dennis Potty, South Dakota State Climatologist, will discuss the one and three months participation and temperature outlooks from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Al, hydrologist with the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, will discuss the latest flood risk in the Missouri River Basin. Ms. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Corps' Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, along with others from her staff, will provide an update on the current reservoir operations, including the Corps' runoff forecast for 2016 and the planned regulation of the reservoir system. We will now begin. Dr. Toddy. Thank you, Michael. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. It's a lovely day in, in Brookings, hopefully the same where you are. We're going to address the outlooks and a little bit on current conditions right now to set the stage. So let's go to the next slide. Dr. Toddy, could I interrupt you for just a second? I'm hearing some breathing on the phone. Could you all make sure that your phones are on star, hit star six to mute your phones? Thank you. Sorry about that. That's fine, thank you. Uh, addressing conditions over the last 30 days, things have changed a bit in the basin uh, for plus or minus, depending on how you want to look at it. On the left-hand side here, we're looking at the area through the Great Plains from Montana down to Colorado and Kansas. The temperatures over the last 30 days have been close to average. The areas in yellow uh, have, are slightly above average, and the tan running two to four degrees above average in those regions. The areas in green are just below average. The little darker green up in North Dakota running two to four degrees below average for this time of year. Those areas that have been a little bit wetter over this time period have, have kept 
temperatures down. Probably more significantly on the right-hand side is precipitation. This is percent of normal, percent of average precipitation over the last 30 days throughout most of the month of April. And you can see a lot of purple through the area here. And what that, pur what that purple is showing is, uh, you know, at the lowest end, we're 150% of average precipitation. Um, on the upper end, you're looking at close to 300% of average, three times average precipitation that has occurred over the last 30 days. Uh, mixed in among this are pockets of dryness in southwestern Montana, part of northwestern Wyoming, and around the Black Hills of South Dakota, which are uh, noticeably drier than the area around them. Uh, this wetter than average condition has changed things in parts of the basin. We'll talk about that here as we go along. Next slide, please. Uh, Matt, we were going to skip over the plain snowpack, really, because we're late enough in the season. There's really no plain snowpack to address. So we're going to touch on mountain snowpack here, and we're going to contrast a couple of areas uh, in, in the basin here. The, the, leading into the Yellowstone and the upper basin of the Missouri, you can see the area of Montana, northwest Wyoming, lots of yellow and tan. Yellow is 70 to 90 percent of average snowpack for this time of year, and the tan is, is less than, than, than that and some areas of red even, which is less than 50% of average. Uh, those areas had lower snowpack to begin with. The warmer than average conditions have helped uh, melt off the snowpack sooner. So the Wyoming and Montana area leading the upper basin are, are a fair amount below average this time of year. In contrast, if you look in Colorado and Wyoming, much of the area leading into the Platte Basin are still above average this time of year. Some late season snows and a little slower melting has kept them from, from, from melting off quite a bit. So therefore you're going to see a little bit of a contrast based on what's happening in different parts of the basin. Let's go ahead to the next slide. Uh, now we're transitioning to the outlook of what's going to be happening over the next few months, uh, starting with the 8 to 14 day outlook takes us through the middle of May. Temperatures will be on the left-hand side, precipitation on the right-hand side for these next slides, and these are all based on probabilities of below or above average. So uh, the, the, you see the middle part of the country on the temperatures going into the middle part of the month, we're going to have a bit of a, a cooler period in part of the basin. Well, and the, the far upper part of the basin and far western parts are likely to be a little bit warmer than average as we go on to the middle part of the month. From a precipitation standpoint, you see a lot of green. It's going to be a common theme here that the, the lower part of the basin, and we're talking about Wyoming into Nebraska, Colorado, Kansas, has a better chance of being wetter than average as we go along, not only in the near term, but on into the early part of summer. Whereas up in the northern part uh, of, you know, into Montana and, and the North Dakota, likely drier than average as we head towards the middle part of the month. Next slide. We're going to look at May overall now. This does overlap with the previous outlook just a bit. You see some similarities, though, that uh, likely going to be warmer than average conditions as we take the month into a whole uh, through the northern part of the basin, some cooler areas in the southern part. And you see, uh, again, that wetter area likely to the south, a little bit of drier, more possible in the Dakotas area. Next slide. Now we'll look at the May, June, July period where we put the 90-day the into effect. A similar pattern for, for temperatures, warmer than average, more likely throughout uh, uh, 
the early part of late late spring into summer, and actually through the summer as a whole, much of the basin has a better chance of being above average in the way of temperatures. Precipitation-wise, you see that area of green still hanging out in the Wyoming, Colorado, into into Kansas area. Uh, that is probably more likely to be in effect in the late spring period, less so as we get into summer. Um, we, we're not showing you any of the rest of the summer here, but we transition to equal chances for below or above average precipitation as we go along. And there are some maybe some hints of dryness coming later as we get on the season, where it's still a little bit far out to be able to say too much at that point. Let's go on to the next slide. The precipitation change has changed what's happening in the way of the drought monitor. This is the most recent drought monitor just released this morning. You see a large amount of white in the, in the basin indicating that we have no drought issues. Uh, some pockets of yellow indicating abnormally dry, where we still have some dryness showing up in parts of the basin. And then you see in the far southern area in parts of Missouri and then parts of Montana and Wyoming, we have some areas of D1 moderate drought and a small sliver of D2 uh, of, uh, severe drought in north central Wyoming. So some, some more severe dryness in certain areas, but not large parts of the basin. Next slide. This will take the drought outlook now, what's going to be happening in the way of, of drought over the, the, the rest of the season, carrying us on into July. The, the, the kind of greenish areas are indicating uh, improvement, and, and really some of those have seen improvement from when this map was issued. This was issued on April 21st, uh, where the additional precipitation has eased those conditions. So uh, that combined with the typical uh, additional spring precipitation has shown some easing of the drought conditions. The last uh, climate slide here, we'll kind of get to our, our key points. From a current condition standpoint, we are still officially in an El Nino, though it is weakening quick, quickly. Uh, NOAA's Climate Prediction Center has issued a La Nina watch. Uh, we will watch for a transition to La Nina as we get along into the fall. Um, from a snow standpoint, you know, we've really melted out a, a lot of the snow, most of it in the plains. Uh, from the main stem of the Missouri, we're, we're below average right now. Uh, the the plats uh, and uh, the plat area we're still going to have above average and get some decent flow as we go along there. Um, recently we've been wetter uh, overall through the basin with a few pockets of dryness with some mixed temperatures and we still do have a few pockets of of moderate to severe drought up in Montana Wyoming. Looking ahead, the El Nino is going to dis dissipate. We are likely to be into transition to a La Nina by fall as it looks right now. Uh, we are likely going to be warmer in the spring into summer, except for some southern parts of the, of the basin. And from a precipitation standpoint, really very mixed. Generally, southern areas are going to have better chances for precipitation uh, from now into the end of spring and early part of summer as the pattern looks to stay more active there. Northern areas will be somewhat drier or near closer to average as it looks at this point. That concludes my report. Thank you, Dr. Toddy. Okay, next we'll go on to Mr. Kevin Lau. Kevin, are you on the line? Hello, Michael. Hi. I am here, and good afternoon to everyone. Um, I wish to thank the uh, Corps of Engineers for their uh, invite to the National Weather Service to participate on this call. Uh, we are just now beginning to see um, snowpack melt in the uh, upper elevations, higher elevations of the northern Rockies. Um, all indications continue to, to suggest that uh, we expect no flooding from mountain snowpack alone, mountain snowmelt alone in the Yellowstone and Upper Missouri 
basins, and when I say upper Missouri, I mean above Fort Peck. Even though we do have a large system moving into this uh, into the area this weekend, as Dr. Toddy mentioned, and this uh, is centered on the Wind River and Bighorn basins, we do not expect significant river flooding to occur from this system. However, we um, or again we we've had a, a below average snowpack in the northern Rockies. Again, as Dr. Toddy mentioned, uh, the Platte River system does have an above average snowpack. Our latest long-range river outlooks do indicate um, the probability for minor to moderate flooding uh, along the North Platte River in Wyoming and Nebraska, and minor flooding is possible along the Platte River in Nebraska. The last two weeks have been quite wet. Again, as already been mentioned, uh, across the entire basin, the eastern half of the basin receiving the, uh, the most rain, Many of the tributaries to the Missouri River experienced flooding during the latter part of April, including uh, such areas as the Big Blue Basin in Kansas, the Grand River Basin in Missouri, the Osage Basin in Missouri, and the Kansas Basin. The Missouri River itself experienced high water from Nebraska City down to the mouth. The 90-day river outlook that was issued this week indicates continued episodic flooding is likely, over the southeastern one-third of the basin, and this is due to late spring and early summertime thunderstorm activity, and this is typical for the south, southeastern third of the Missouri Basin. Thank you, and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thank you so much. Uh, next, we will go on to Ms. Jody Farhat and her team. Jody, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Okay, thank you very much, Michael, and thanks everyone for joining us on the call today. Um, we appreciate your participation and look forward to our continued coordination. As both Doug and Kevin noted, we've seen a pretty significant shift in the weather patterns over the last two weeks with widespread heavy rain, which is not atypical for this time of year. As a result, we've adjusted the operation of the reservoir system to reduce flood risk along the lower river which also has the added benefit of allowing us to store a bit more water this year in the reservoirs for use later. Earlier this week, we posted the May runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our webpage, and this morning we put out a press release covering much of the same information that we're covering on the call today. So now I'll ask two of the senior engineers in my office to describe the forecast in more detail. We'll begin with Roger Kay, who will discuss the updated 2016 runoff forecast, He'll be followed by Mike Swenson, who will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on the current runoff forecast. So, Roger Kay. Thank you, Julia. The May 1st update to the 2016 calendar year runoff forecast for the Missouri Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, is 22.5 million acre feet, which is 89% of average. Factors taken into consideration while preparing the 2016 forecast include drought and soil moisture conditions in the upper basin, antecedent precipitation and stream flow, observed temperatures, plains and mountain snowpack, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Center's monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. Uh, Dr. Toddy has already covered the Missouri Basin drought conditions. If we go to the next slide, please. Slide 14 indicates that the mountain snow water equivalents as of May 1st were 75% of average in the Fort Peck Reservoir Reach 
and 87% of average in the Garrison Reservoir Reach. Normally, the mountain snowpack peaks in mid-April. However, this year, the mountain snowpack uh, peaked in early April with the Fort Peck Reservoir Reach reaching 93% of the average peak accumulation and the Garrison Reservoir Reach at 86% of the average peak accumulation. On average, about 90% of the peak snow water equivalent remains by May 1st. We're slightly below that this year. Dr. Cotty also covered the extended spring and summer temperature and precipitation outlooks. In summary, the NOAA Climate Prediction Center indicates that there are increased chances for above normal temperatures across most of the upper basin and below normal temperatures across the western half of the lower basin. There are increased chances of above normal precipitation across Wyoming, Colorado, and western Nebraska and Kansas, with below normal precipitation across much of the Dakotas. In summary, the 2016 calendar year runoff forecast is 22.5 million acre feet, 89% of average, which is 0.8 million acre feet higher than our April 1st forecast. Slide 15 depicts the calendar year runoff forecast on a monthly basis. Despite the above normal rainfall during April, the April runoff was below normal in the upper basin due to the below normal plains snowpack this winter. Runoff in the upper basin is forecast to be below normal during the May, June, and July periods due to the below normal mountain snowpack as well as the temperature and precipitation outlook across the upper basin. Thank you for your attention. Mr. Mike Swenson will now discuss the May Reservoir System Regulation Studies. Okay, thanks, Roger. Uh, reservoir system storage is currently 58.0 million acre feet and is 1.9 million acre feet above the top of the carryover multiple use zone. At the current storage level, 14.4 million acre feet of the 16.3 million acre feet of total flood control storage remains to capture this year's runoff. Releases from Gavin's Point are currently 14,000 CFS. Releases will be stepped up beginning in mid-May to prevent the endangered leaf turn and threatened piping plover from nesting on low sandbars that would be flooded later this summer when higher releases are needed to meet navigation target flows. The nesting season runs from May to late August. Moving on to the monthly simulations or monthly studies, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Roger just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Go to the next slide. Looking at the reservoirs, under the most likely forecast, Fort Peck Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 2235, one foot into the 16-foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 2234 to 2250. Peak releases are expected to average about 9,000 CFS this summer. Garrison Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 
1840, 2.5 feet into the 16.5 foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1837.5 to 1854. Peak releases are expected to average about 21,000 CFS this summer. Oahe Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 1612.4, 4.9 feet into the 12.5 foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1605, excuse me, 1607.5 to 1620. Peak releases are expected to average about 32,000 CFS this summer. At Fort Randall, the reservoir has risen four feet over the last week and is currently near elevation 1361. The reservoir has climbed due to reduced Fort Randall releases and increased inflow into the reservoir. Releases at the upstream dams, Oahe and Big Bend, were adjusted to minimize the rise of the reservoir. The reservoir is expected to decline about 3.5 feet during May. The reservoir's normal summer elevation is near elevation 1355. Go to the next slide. Uh, in terms of navigation service level and season length, the navigation service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. We are currently providing full service flow support based on the March 15th system storage. Flows for this level of service are designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel with Gavin's Point releases expected to range from approximately 25,000 in mid-May to the low 30,000 CFS later this summer, depending on downstream conditions. Releases will be reduced in response to downstream flooding. However, the effectiveness of the reservoir system to reduce peak stages along the lower river diminishes as you move downstream due to the travel time. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1st uh, system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would be full service after the July 1st storage check and a full eight-month navigation season would be provided. Forecasted energy generation at the main stem dams for 2016 under the basic simulation is 8.4 billion kilowatt hours. With normal reservoir levels and releases, we would expect generation of approximately 10 billion kilowatt hours. That concludes my comments. I will turn it back to Jody. Okay, thank you, Kevin and Mike. Uh, I'm sorry, Roger and Mike. Uh, didn't update my script from last time. Okay, <laughs> in summary, uh, the reservoir system is well positioned to provide good support for all the authorized purposes this year, including site control. We'll continue to monitor the conditions in the basin and be prepared to make necessary adjustments in response to rainfall events, particularly in portions of the basin where soil moisture is much wetter than normal. When possible, releases from the mainstream reservoirs will be adjusted to reduce the impacts of these events, and sufficient flood control capacity exists in the reservoir system to do so. However, as Mike just mentioned, the core's ability to significantly reduce flood risk along the lower Missouri River diminishes at locations further downstream due to the large uncontrolled drainage area and the travel time from Gavin's Point Dam. This concludes my remarks, so I'll turn it back to you, Michael. Okay, thank you so much, Jody and team. Okay, so next we will begin the question and answer portion of our call today. We will, uh, we will start 
Uh, we'll field questions by state in alphabetical order, which means we will start with Iowa. Um, are there any congressional delegation members on the phone from Iowa who may have questions? Any Iowa tribes? Any Iowa state officials or local government representatives? Any Iowa press? Okay, next we'll go on to Kansas. Congressional delegation members from the state of Kansas. Do you have any questions? Kansas tribes. Kansas officials, state officials, local government. Any Kansas press? Okay, next we'll go on to Missouri. Are there any Missouri congressional delegation members on the line who may have questions? Missouri tribes. State officials or local government representatives. Missouri press. Okay, next we'll go on to Montana. Are there any Montana congressional delegation members on the line who may have questions? Any Montana tribes? State officials, local government? Any Montana press? Okay, next we'll go on to the state of Nebraska. Any congressional delegation members? Nebraska tribes. State officials or local government representatives? Any Nebraska press? Okay, next we'll go on to the Dakotas, North Dakota. Congressional delegation members. North Dakota tribes, state officials or local government representatives, North Dakota press. Okay, let's move on to South Dakota. Any congressional delegation members from South Dakota? South Dakota tribes. State officials are local government representatives. South Dakota Press. State of Wyoming. Congressional delegation members. Wyoming tribes. Wyoming state officials are local government representatives. Wyoming Press. Do we have any national press on the line that may have questions? Any final questions before we adjourn? This concludes our fourth usual January through June monthly water management update for the year.
The next and final call is scheduled for 1 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday, June 7th. Get your participation today. Thank you.